Hello everybody and welcome to another last minute continue cast with myself, John Turbo Finley, for the month of February 2020 here on lastminutecontinue.com as well as many other listening outlets. You're probably listening to this podcast right now. Again for this month, I am on my own with none of the Last Minute Continue crew members here to talk about what they've done this month. I know, it's a shame. I would like to see, you know, anyone else's perspective off this month at all. But of course, you got good old reliable Turbo here just talking bollocks for the next hour or so. So it's um, got to be, you know, I think we're just going to call these solo um, podcasts off the LMC cast. Uh, just uh, Turbo talks about, you know. And then dot, dot, dot at the end. And it's just basically anything that I want to talk about for the next hour or so. So, yeah. Look forward to a lot to be talked about this month. Especially some big ones. Um, Of course, a lot of movies have been watched this month by myself. So, without further ado, let's get right to it. So, this month is obviously February you know what this month is all about on the movie front, especially that on the gaming thing. But I want to wait a little bit before I talk about that major thing because there have been other things that have been talked about here. Um, uh, well, I say talk about, but I want to talk about. that. I think that's better phrasing. I want to talk about uh, a couple of other films that I've uh, watched uh, via various uh, kind of like formats and stuff like that, particularly that of Netflix. I have been continuing my Netflix uh, subscription. They recently uploaded a bunch of Studio Ghibli uh, or Ghibli. I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, Studio Ghibli uh, films up on there, and I actually rewatched a couple of ones that I already own on DVD. As well as watched a, a few ones that I don't own on DVD and actually have never actually watched before. That w- one of them, particularly being that of My Neighbor Totoro. Now, a lot of people have garnered this as like the Studio Ghibli film. I mean, granted, it's in their, um, you know, studio logo, essentially, of uh, Totoro being like a major part of their studio. Um, though... After kind of like watch it, like I've I watched some reviews of the film and some people like and it's kind of like uh, you know mixed opinion essentially. There's some people who absolutely adore it and love it and whatnot and fi- find it as a, a very charming film, and I can see that. Others don't find that charm. They actually find it quite boring and stuff like that, and I can understand where they're coming from. So where do I come from in this viewing this film for the first time? And granted, after, you know, because I've watched Spirit of Way, I've watched House of Moving Castle and all those other films. Basically, I was like introduced uh, to the the Studio Ghibli film collection as such uh, after Spirit of Way. Spirit of Way was obviously jumping on point for a lot of Westerners, um, myself included, and whatnot. So I'm coming from that kind of like era of enjoying the studio's work. And... Going backwards and seeing some of the older works that has been done in uh, in the past is quite, 
I wouldn't say refreshing. It's not um, problematic in any way, shape, or form. It is actually charming to see some of these kind of like older stuff. And uh, my my neighbor Totoro is one of those charming films. Um, it's a story about a family who's just moved into a new house that's, uh, um, you know, uh, a little out out in the wilderness, shall we say, you know, it's like out in the boonies. Um, but uh, it's a, a father and two daughters. And I was, li- of course, um, I was li- li- uh, watching this on Netflix and I was watching it through with the uh, English dub. And now, mm, apparently, what was it? I think it's the same uh, kind of like dub that they used for the uh, like the like U.S. release. So it's obviously like all the kind of like Disney kind of like cast. And I think I think what was it? The older sister. I've forgotten their names, which is very shameful of me. Of shame, shame, Turbo, shame. You shouldn't have, you should have remembered the characters' names at least. Trust me, I've been watching a lot of stuff this past month, so uh, yeah, I can't remember everything off the top of my head. Don't worry, we'll get uh, get to another film where I don't even know who the human character is, and it's not that film that you're thinking about. Don't worry, but um, it's uh, basically um, the older sister. It, I believe she's the same voice actress that voiced uh, Chihiro in Spirit Away. At least I know that one because I know the film a lot. Um, so it's, it's, um, it, it was kind of, I wouldn't say it's jarring, um, but it's interesting that how the same voice actress was used for those projects and whatnot. But, uh, but what was kind of annoying to me a lot was the sister's dynamic and especially the younger sister. Now we've all had this. I mean, if anyone's had obviously, uh, siblings, in their families, uh, where they've grown up with, it's like the younger, the youngest sibling of a family uh, would always repeat what the older one says. So it's, it's like an older sister, younger sister kind of like dynamic. And in this movie, um, the younger sister will always repeat what the older sister said, but in a much louder, obnoxious tone. And that just threw me off a little bit with. Um, uh, you know, in certain scenes for this film. And that, it, was, it was kind of annoying. It kind of grated on me uh, uh, for a bit. But it didn't last too long. It it did, it, it did subside uh, after about, you know, after the halfway mark, essentially. And um, no, I mean, granted, it's like, it's a natural kind of like, uh, whimsical kind of like spirited, you know, you know, some obviously that of the whimsical kind of like style that Studio Ghibli was known for. It did try to put in a bit of like, um, you know, confliction and kind of like a sense of like a danger to it as well, where uh, event- eventually the main climax uh, ends up, in, you know, the older sister trying to find the younger sister because apparently she's lost. Um, and the threat of her being like, you know, you know, uh, kind of like injured or whatever. And, um, and then it's the older sister's uh, job to find Totoro to f- then find her younger sister and whatnot. And they eventually, eventually they all find them, they, they find themselves and then it's all good and hunky dory and whatnot. And everyone's ha- happy as Larry. And uh, apparently some, some, uh, kind of like 
people out there actually interpret interpret the ending of the film. And of course, I'm going into spoilers here, but come on, just my neighbor Totoro, and it's like I'm sure everyone's watched it. And if you haven't, where the hell have you been? So, <laughs> uh, but with the ending, a lot of people, like some people, are kind of like ana- analyze the ending to my neighbor Totoro as the sisters, both the male, uh, you know, both sisters, and like uh, the older sister and the younger sister, they both died, which I didn't see that with the ending credits did anyone actually watch the bloody ending credits it's like like past the initial last scene where actually the girls actually meet up with the rest of like the community and they they're all fine and hunky-dory and whatnot it, it it's baffling and it was all in result of like uh the younger sister wanting to be with her mother who's in the hospital uh hospital who's poorly and whatnot, and we've all been there. We've had family members who've been poorly in the hospital, and they, you know, they want to meet, uh, you know, visit or have, have, you know, the poorly family member be discharged for a day or two or whatever, to you know have fun with the family at, in a more natural kind of like uh, environment. But, um, but yeah, it's like uh, you know we all ha- have that uh, issue, and how 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 the kind of like makes uh, now it actually hits home for me a little bit because i was a younger sibling i've done the dumb thing of going away f- uh, from you know a safe location and actually trying to get somewhere um you know um on my own without any help and whatnot and effectively almost getting myself lost or possibly killed so this movie kind of hits hard on me a little bit in that li- uh, in that last third, essentially, uh, because I've been that stupid, you know, before, and uh, it's uh, it's just only lucky that you know I, nothing majorly wrong happened to me, and same for the young sister in uh, my neighbor Turtle. Nothing majorly ha- wrong happens to her, which is good. Um, would I recommend watching it? Of course. If if you're a fan of Studio Ghibli in general, then you have to watch this. And it's like, and that's the same for all the Studio Ghibli films that are up on Netflix right now. You you know, if you got a Netflix uh, subscription, go nuts. Have a have a Ghibli marathon with all the films that are on there. There's there's tons on there, and probably some more will be talked about in future um, LMC cast um, episodes where. Uh, you got like uh, uh, Porco Rocco, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Castle in the Sky. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, all the other ones that are up there that I haven't actually watched. Um, uh, Ocean Waves. Oh, actually, no. I've already I own Ocean Waves. I've actually watched that um, and all that. Uh, but also another one that's actually up on there uh, that is kind of studio ghibli film but technically not because it's also part of another license it's actually a licensed film but it's also kind of like pre you know it's like pre um studio ghibli essentially and that is uh lupin the third the castle uh castle ah Ca- oh, i forgot even, i can't even remember how to pronounce it now and this is why I need other people to help me with pronunciations and whatnot. But no, um, the uh, Lupin the Third um, franchise is quite a 
prominent kind of like media franchise. In fact, actually, um, it's currently, I think it's currently got a 3D animated movie uh, for the series out now, in Japan at least. I don't know about the West, but um, but yeah, that's uh, been getting the big talking point and whatnot. But um, no, it's like uh, this animated feature, and I have seen other anime, animated features before. I think I, uh, I, I, at one point I watched one on the now, well, I say now defunct. It's like more, more like uh, now non-relevant uh, sci-fi channel or the Siffy channel, as some people like to call it because they misspell it now. Um, there was a, 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 a loop in the third film being shown at one point during that, and I think it was the Secret of Mamo or Mamu. I, I I can't remember the thing, but it, it was quite a weird one. But uh, regardless. Um, this one, the Castle uh, of Cal- Caliroso, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, this was interesting. It was uh, it was a nice, uh, you know, a nice little thing to kind of like see before Studio Ghibli was Studio Ghibli because it is in Studio Ghibli's kind of like uh, style, essentially, like in art style, um, and it shows. The plot, however is a bit off um, because you have Lupin um, here being kind of like, you know, the, like he, he goes from different kind of like personalities and it's like at first he's like, you know, he's quite the adventurer. He's in it for the, he's in it for the glory, not for the money. Um, and then then he's a romantic. Then he's uh, kind of like a nobleman as such to a certain degree. It, it, he's all over the place uh, in this film. Um, and he's a, even a little bit of a sleazeball to say, but that sleazeball kind of like persona, he doesn't actually show off that much. And that's quite a prominent thing uh, as part of his kind of like personality. He is quite the like very sleazy at times where he's like, he, he's a womanite. He, he like, you know, would like, he would bet any woman if he wanted to. Uh, if he had the chance, if the chance was there for him, he would go for it. Um, he he doesn't have that in this film, obviously because it's more family orientated. And I think uh, with the uh, the guys, uh, you know, pre Studio Ghibli were you know working on this film, they didn't want to. They wanted to have their own interpretation of the character. I I, I assume uh, so, which is fair game. I mean, it's only evident evident, but. Um, Nevertheless, I, you know, I did actually end up enjoying it. I mean, the climax to the film was a bit uh, all over the place. And then the the final bad guy uh, in the end getting his comeuppance in a very, uh, I would say it's not a very, um, I wouldn't say it's original or wouldn't say it's unoriginal either. It's it is out there it's it's quite quite out there it's something yeah <laughs> definitely um and i hate how they would kind of like okay it's like the main character the main characters know what they need to do but um of course we can't just have the the it all resolved in the second act no we have to stretch it out into the third act and whatnot and um which would end up lupin uh being heavily injured as he's trying to escape uh, with uh, the princess of uh, Caliroso. Uh, and 
he's uh, he, you know he's injured and then we go into the third act where he comes back he tries to stop the marriage and whatnot um and uh yeah it's it it, it, it kind of stretched out a little too long i think there should have been a little bit more work into um you know having lupin like try to out upwits the authorities while traveling to cast uh, the to caliroso uh, and, uh, you know, actually doing other things while on the journey to there, uh, because it, it, it all, it all revol it all basically started on a, on after a heist where he got all this, uh, he got a buttload of cash and whatnot, but all the notes are fake. So he finds out that all these fake notes are coming from this one, uh, you know, country. Um, so he travels there to find, you know, find the, you know find the fake printer printing press and whatnot and uh yeah hijinks ensued and of course just along in the ride is this damsel in distress apparently you know lupin is like uh you know the, the k typical kind of like hero you know to help the damsel in distress it's you know kind of it's just out of character i think uh, i i say it's out of character but yeah it's uh it, his character's all over the place. I think so. I, and granted, I'm not 100 percent, 100 kind of like knowledgeable off the character of Lupin the Third. But regardless, you know, you know, it's uh, it's like I got the gist of it with the other other kind of like medias that I've seen so far. So, I mean, I might have to just knuckle down and actually watch more. Um, movies off the character and see you know see that or even read the manga because of course it's a manga um first and foremost but anyway moving on from that uh there was uh another film that i did watch i i don't know if i talked about this last week but i did watch it uh recently enough and i might as well talk about it it's again another film on netflix um that I wanted to, you know, I was intrigued, and it is a video game uh, themed as well. It's that of uh, Nino Kuni. Now I didn't even know Nino Kuni was gonna get a film adaptation of some kind, and it was quite interesting to see this up on Netflix. And it's like, oh, I'll give it a watch. And granted, good. It does have it does have correlation with uh, the the two games that it's based off of. Um, where uh, human characters are then uh, are transported to this, you know, kind of like a other world, and uh, they notice that um, what was it? The characters notice that certain characters in the real world are portrayed in the fantasy world, um, almost the same way. They're almost like a mirror image of those other character uh, of those other people that they know, and um, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And the twist. Now I'm not gonna give the twist away. I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna, uh, um, like spoil that for you. But it's uh, the twist. You kind of get an idea of why, uh, or like you know where the twist was uh, where the twist comes from. You know, so it's like you kind of see it coming to a certain degree. But um, no, with um, overall, it's like it was all right. The the forced kind of like. Uh, com uh, com confrontation between the two male uh, characters. Uh, again, I can't even remember their names. Jeez, it's just when a film's not that engaging, you kind of forget what their uh, what characters' names are at times. So 
it's kind of disappointing. But regardless, um, the <laughs> what was it? The two main characters, uh, two main characters in this film, they suddenly just go like head to head, like for no reason, really, no absolutely reason. Because the only thing that they're going up head to head is that uh, one believes that. Uh, uh, and now, of course, the what was it? What happens in the real world happens in the fantasy world, and vice versa. So basically, <laughs> there was this one moment where, in the real world, uh, one of the main characters' girlfriends, uh, or girl, the girlfriend for one of the ca- main characters, uh, gets um, stabbed um, by by something, and. Uh, uh, by by by, they get stabbed by this shadowy figure and whatnot in the real world. So they try to rescue her, but then in in doing so, in trying to rescue her and whatnot, for some reason they get sent to the other world. And then they find out that in this other world, there's a princess who looks exactly like their friend and you know the girl that got stabbed, and she too also ca- has like an I- illness. Uh, where she is uh, being cursed and whatnot, and it it looks like the dagger that also stabbed their real friend. So somehow they f- find a way of cure, uh, you know, ridding this curse off of this uh, princess, which in turn saves the life of their friend in the real world, which is great. The only problem is is that at one point they go back to the real world, then co- then. After a bit, they go back to the fantasy world, the other world, and for some reason, one of the characters just goes, oh, the princess is alive, but, you know, I think we need to kill, but he gets gets it in his mind, and because he's being obviously manipulated to thinking this way as well, which I feel as though it's just so forced, he gets the idea that, huh, the princess... Is the cause of all this problems for the for my girlfriend and whatnot? Because after they, even though they rescued her and whatnot, for some reason she is also uh, dealing with a cancer or some uh, like cancer uh, of some kind. So it's very shoehorned. It it frank frankly is quite shoehorned. Um, so now he's thinking right because we saved the princess's life. Now my girlfriend in in the real world is getting punished. So now I have to kill the princess in the other world, and it just doesn't make any sense. He doesn't make any sense. He doesn't understand. He doesn't understand what he's talking about, and uh, it's it's it, it's a bit stupid. Um, that little bit there, the the motivations of one of the main characters uh, to go to the dark side and whatnot, and bollocks like that. So. It's kind of annoying having to deal with that. But after that, after it's all resolved and everything, and the the the, the twist is revealed, and uh, you know the two major twists of who the bad guy is, and uh, you know the true motives of of uh, their intentions and stuff like that. It's um you know it ends up uh, being an all right movie. Is it a great uh, video game movie? Eh, it's okay. You know it's good. Um, but um, yeah, you know, I would say just give it a watch and see for yourself. If you are a fan of Nino Kuni and you like that uh, that concept of uh, uh, you know, and I mean, granted, it's kind of like a concept that's been used a lot 
where main character goes to fantasy world. Yeah, I think they. I think that there's an actual genre for that in the Japanese anime scene. Say, uh, sekai, sen sekai. Is it senkai or senkai? Uh, I probably said it the same way each way, and I can't even pronounce it correctly. But uh, regardless, um, no, give it a shot. Give it a watch. It might be worth it. Who knows? Whatever film I want to talk about during this time is uh, it was basically the film that wanted to, I needed to watch to kind of like prepare myself for the main event, which we'll get to in just a second. And that was uh, the Bumblebee movie from a while back. Now, Bumblebee, obviously, is a spinoff for the Transformers license, the Transformers movies franchise. And this was Paramount's, like, you know, baby as such. You know, but Transformers was always uh, a big thing for Paramount. Now, granted, I did watch the uh, first Transformers film. I, to a certain degree, I actually enjoyed it. You know, and that's that's good. Uh, second film, meh, it was okay. Uh, I think I saw it in theaters, but I never picked it up on DVD. The first one I watched in theaters and also picked it up on DVD. But uh, the second one, only watched it in theaters, didn't wa- didn't pick it up on DVD. Fell out with it after after that. Like, because um, I realized how annoying and like Shallow Booth was in those movies and whatnot. So I didn't bother to go to any of the other sequels after that. And even, even though Peter Cullen is amazing voice actor as uh, Optimus Prime, and he knows how to nail it, it's just not... Like it wasn't hitting with me, like the the plots uh, of those movies and how how it's kind of like involves with the human characters and the, there was a lot of human char- human involvement in that's not revolving around the Autobots and Decepticons is just really annoying. But uh, I was thinking, okay, to prepare myself for the inevitable main event that was gonna be for this month, I needed to watch this previous project that was kind of in the same vein. And, of course, that being Bumblebee. Now, and I can see the similarities, so let's just go over it. The first five, ten minutes of Bumblebee, I loved. Because it basically opens up on Cybertron with the Cybertronian War happening right then and there. With the Autobots and the Decepticons going at it you know, full pelt and whatnot, and you see, and you're obviously, you're seeing all the notable kind of like, uh, you know, Autobots and Decepticons, you see Optimus Prime, you see Bumblebee, you see Ironhide, all those uh, characters there, you also see from Decepticons, you see Soundwave, and uh, Star, I think Starscream was in it, Um, and all those kind of like, uh, cool things, and you see Optimus Prime being a badass and whatnot, It's, it's amazing. Then it changes changes tone, obviously, to <laughs> because we have to set it at Earth because we need to have you know you know tone down the budget. Uh, we have Bumblebee crashing on Earth uh, in the middle uh, in a in a section of a forest where in the middle of it was a training exercise with some military uh, personnel. Led by John Cena. <laughs> so, you know where it is coming. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, John Cena, who sees Bumblebee as this, uh, you know. Uh, although, he does have another name. 
uh, for some reason. I don't know why they just don't call him Bumblebee to begin with. Uh, um, you know, on Cybertron, but he's he's got a, a, an officer rank uh, or officer number in, uh, you know, in the film to start with. But then he eventually gets his name Bumblebee by interacting with the human character of this film, who is a who is a teenager or a young adult who has um, obviously got some insecurities and she's lost her father and she's a mechanic and all that stuff. Oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah. The the human the human character, I have no bloody care for her. I do not care for her one one bit. She is pretty much a walking trope. You know, and um, not in the not in the Kind of like she's a sexy woman, kind of like trope. No, 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 no. She's an angsty teen who lost her father and is trying to, you know, and has insecurities about herself. That is terrible. That is a terrible character to have on film, and I can tell you that it's just it just was not flying with me. She had a little bit of snark to herself. She did have a little her little moments essentially, where you know, there's a moment where she kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, when she discovers Bumblebee. And whatnot, and she she doesn't really freak out. She doesn't, you know, completely go goes batshit and cr- uh, crazy on uh, realizing that there is a transforming, you know, uh, uh, Volkswagen wagon Beetle in her garage. Um, it's it's like she's 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 a little calm to it and all. You know, yeah. Eventually, the the main main plot of it is that Bumblebee, when he came to Earth and whatnot, he was being tracked down by Decepticons. A Decepticon, one Decepticon was able to find him, um, and of course, Bumblebee was talking at the start. But then he, uh, we have to we have to have a reason why Bumblebee doesn't have a voice and whatnot. His, you know, because he has an, a Decepticon find him, rip out his vo- vocal cords to stop him from talking uh, because. Bumblebee didn't want to talk about where the other Autobots are. So, all right. Decepticon's logic is, okay then, if you're not going to talk, I won't make, I will take your the ability off your speech impediment. Speech impediment? No. You know why, man. You, you know what I mean. It's like take, taking away his ability to speak. That's what I meant to say. Um, and thus, uh, you know, make it as, you know, because this is an origin movie. This is the origin of Bumblebee when he came to earth you know because in the original film he lost his vol he lost his voice he lost his voice uh, ability to talk so there you go uh-huh. whatever um so um with um the rest of the film and whatnot it's just obviously bumblebee with the human character with the girl human character i don't even know her name that's how forgettable some of these characters can be if you're not for, you know, if you don't care about the character and you don't care about the, you know, her and whatnot, then yeah, it's kind of annoying. Um, there's a moment where uh, she is uh, at a little kind of like party near some cliffs uh, that's near uh, that's connected to the ocean or whatever, and uh, the, these kids are just doing dives off off these cliffs into the ocean. Which is dumb, because you can kill yourself, and I don't know how anyone didn't die while doing that. Don't understand it. 
logic totally out the window. Pfft, doesn't matter. Um, and because the female ca- main character, she's a ex. She used to be a diver, and uh, you know it was her. Uh, once her daddy died and whatnot, she lost her confidence. She lost that will to you know keep being in those competitions, those diving competitions, and. Uh, Eventually, it would lead to her character arc of finding confidence to save uh, Bumblebee at one point because Bumblebee was in a situation where he was you know, about to get drowned or crushed or whatever. And she dives into the water to try to save Bumblebee and whatnot. And it didn't mean anything because it's, bloody, it's a bloody transformer. And it's like he's able to escape from something so simple and whatnot. It's... Uh, there was no point. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so I needed to watch this film to kind of like get myself into the mood of be expecting the worst that was going to happen. Because of course, this month was the big month for all of us here uh, that are Sonic fans and Sega fans and wanted to see this supposed train wreck that we anticipated it to be which was the sonic the hedgehog movie now granted this has got to be the most polarized both ways kind of like viewpoint movie of all this i basically put it out on twitter okay if you follow if you follow me on twitter at TopoXLR, i put out a tweet saying that this is probably the most uh, I wouldn't. Say, I didn't say controversial, but it was like the most mixed opinion film of all time. I think, and because you have people out there, you have critics out there who are all over the place. Some think some people think this is a good movie. Some people think it's bad. Some people think it's okay. Some people think it's terrible. Some people think it's the worst thing to put, be put on Celluloid. Uh, some people think it's the most awesome film of all time. It's one of the best family films of all time. And all this, this, that, and that. Actually, it's so, so broad of a kind of like consensus that you don't know, you can't, take a person's opinion myself include you can't even take my opinion uh into account either so really this is just me just gonna talk about it for a wee bit and not actually giving you um you know an overall opinion on like uh kind of like a a simple kind of like yes no maybe or whatever it's just basically i'm just gonna say this right now if you're interested in this film and you just want to know what it's all about go see it because I can't say anything, and not nobody else, no other critic or uh, influencer or whatever who is out there, can tell you or give you a straight, a straight opinion. Because everyone's opinion is different. Some people like it, some people don't. Some people love it, some people hate it. It's completely all over the place, and I've, and I've noticed that. I've noticed that for this entire, for the entire, uh, as of this recording, it's like uh, about uh, a week and a half or two weeks, roughly. So, so, so by the time, by the time this uh, gets released, obviously at the end of the month, it'll be two weeks, two weeks of craziness. It's like, it's all over the place. It's, mm, it's so polarizing. Um, But what are my thoughts on it? What, what did I think? 
I now I was going into it with so low expectations. I was hope I was even with the redesign of Sonic, which we talked about on this uh, on this very podcast. Um, we are basic. Well, I think we did talk about it. I'm not. I, yeah, we did talk about the redesign. Um, but when even with with redesign, I was still skeptical of the script of how it's portrayed, how how it's kind of like be, uh, how it would go, how it would flow, and how how cringy it could be and whatnot. And granted, after watching it, I was okay. Uh, I get, and again, I pretty much am in the same boat as a lot of people who um, who went to see it and thought it was an okay film. I wasn't expecting it to be absolutely amazing. I had, I wasn't expecting a lot of, uh, a lot of the kind of like, um, you know, kind of like referential kind of like stuff for the Sonic related stuff. All the pop culture stuff though, what is going to date this film? It is going to date this film. It's not was or was going to date this film. No, it is going to date this film. Um, there's gotta be a lot of jokes that are gonna be flying over the heads of a lot of people, especially of people who are who live outside of the U.S. Because this film is and always will be catered to a U.S. audience more more so than anything else, and that is evident by most of the jokes that are in this film, and most of the references, and most of the market, uh, like the uh, the um, kind of like a, what was it the the shameless plugs that's in here because you got a couple of plugs in here that are used as joke joke material or su- su- such like that and the one particular one uh well actually no i'm not going to talk about any of the kind of like jokes and references and stuff like that it's it's uh, because i feel as though um there shouldn't be a uh, like i shouldn't be spoiling it for you i i, I just want you to go see it as simple as you know because i feel as though uh, and i was got and i was going to have like a big discussion with uh, a lot of the other guys and thinking uh, uh, saying to or asking them you know not not if because again like I said none of the guys um, at LMC actually watched the film I just wanted to get their opinion on how do you see this as you know um, possibly one of the most opinionated kind of like films of all time because I feel as though that is the case this is a very opinion uh, you know heavily broad kind of like a opinionated film essentially um but uh regardless i mean i liked sonic uh being portrayed by ben swartz uh he was a decent sonic however i'm in the camp where consistency is the key and if you know, and because we had Roger Craig Smith in the role for the longest time in both, not only in the games, but also in TV as well, it kind of breaks that consistency. And of course, I'm obviously, because with myself, you know, I'll be uh, disheartened of that consistency, you know, and it's the same with um, Dr. Robotnik being portrayed with uh, being portrayed by Jim Carrey. Now, granted, Jim Carrey, he did do a great job. However, I'm just disappointed that another actor who's been in the role for as long as ever, for as long as um, uh, bloody 
16, 16 plus years, maybe more. Uh, well, that's why I said 16 plus. So, you know, like, like over a decade and a half, you know, playing the role. And he's also an actual actor who can, who has done stage play and who has had that kind of like, uh, you know, acting background. He has, uh, you know, a lot of kind of like, uh, kind of like, um, you know, like think uh, he. Obviously, I'm talking about Mike Pollock, obviously, but the the main problem is is that obviously because you needed to to garner a, uh, a, a you know the general audience, you need to it hook them with a well known name, and of course, the best well known name that they have for this film is Jim Carrey, nothing more. There are, you've got, uh, obviously, uh, jo- uh, jo- Josh Martin, I think his name is. Uh, the guy who plays Tom, uh, the sheriff uh, in the film. He uh, Obviously, he's not as big as Jim Carrey, and yet he's like the, you know, the number two for this film. Or, or the, but really, the number two is obviously supposed to be Robotnik, it's because it's Sonic and Robotnik. Um, uh, who eventually be does get his Eggman name uh, in this film, um, uh, though it's kind of like a workaround or uh, it's a roundabout way of how how it goes is you know, but uh, but the thing is is that you have Mike Pollock, who would have been great to have been able to take. A character who he is portrayed in video games in in a video game form for the longest time, and yet and who could theoretically pull off a, a live action version of the character, but yet no one gave him the opportunity. Or if he was given the opportunity and he was given uh, the opportunity to try and uh, you know go for this role but was ultimately turned down just simply for the fact that they needed to have a more well-known you know person to take on the role i find that to be disingenuous you know i I find find that to be uh insulting to a certain degree and i can and i see that with mike's kind of like twitter interaction with a lot of the fans online where every single fan, every, and I hate that I hate seeing this every single time. I hate seeing Mike Pollock having to respond to all these, uh, all these people who are constantly badgering him, badgering him and badgering him, talking about, oh, have you seen the Sonic movie? Oh, have you seen the Sonic? And every time he has to respond, and he has to respond in a way where he has to, you know, be a, you know, he has to laugh about it. But I can tell you this. You are constantly pissing off the man, and I'm, and it's pissing me off seeing him having to hide the fact that he's pissed off, and <laughs> that's just me. That's how I, that's how I am interpreting this because it is really annoying to see that, to see the man who has portrayed the character for so long not being involved in this project and ha- having to be talked, ha- having to be notified about this. On a day, almost on a daily basis, it's infuriating. I would be pissed off if that was the case. If if there was a case where, um, you know, uh, for example, 
like I did a playthrough of a certain game and someone someone um, you know was badgering me on uh, on Twitter saying oh you've played this game right you played this game right have you seen this guy's play uh, playthrough of the game or have you seen this guy's playthrough of the game oh have you seen this guy or worse still oh the game grumps played that did you know that the game grumps played that game too they thought it was shit how what do you think about that huh 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 and it's like that would piss me the frick off essentially you know i'm trying not to swear too much right now because i feel as though i swear enough as it is on my other projects i don't want to be swearing as much on here um so i can understand how mike has been feeling uh, or i feel as though that's the case but maybe he's not maybe he's cool with it maybe he's fine with it i'm not i'm, I'm not in the man's head but if it was me in the man uh, but if it was in if i was in that position I would be pissed. Simple as. But regardless, the film itself is fine and it's good. It's okay. You know, it's in that middle ground. It's in that kind of like mid ground. I liked some of the references that was uh, that was showcased. I loved how they portrayed Sonic's world. Supple, a couple other things that are, you know, involved in that world was questionable and eh, whatever. Um uh, some of the, uh, you know, some of the scenes, obviously, I did have some, you know, uh, like, smiling moments to it and whatnot, where I was, like, grinning ear to ear. And, of course, you know, the ending, you know, uh, the ending credits that leads to, you know, a very well-known, it's, it's becoming well-known now. Everyone's been talking about it online and uh, in various YouTube Trust me. I'm not the only person to ha to talk about this film. There are plenty of outlets of people who have been talking about this film, from major influencers to small-time channels. Everybody's talking about this film, and frankly, you know, I was just hoping to get a lot of people's other other opinions on this uh, in our in our little collective group here at LMC. But uh, sadly, no, it's just myself. So. And I went to see it four times. Although I'm not the saddest bastard in the play. <laughs> I'm not the saddest person uh, here uh, seeing it four times. No. Jamie of the Sonic Show, he's seen it five. That's sad. <laughs> I kid. He's like, he's fine. Although, one thing I'm not 100% sure, uh, happy about is him... Okay. Um... This is just gonna be a little off topic and whatnot, but frankly, when you make like when you make merchandise from you know from a memeable kind of like uh, quote in this film and whatnot, you kind of lose a little bit of respect for me, it, just a bit, just a bit. And it's like now, it's not to say that I have ideas off parodying something um for you know with my own kind of like twist to it and whatnot but really in all honesty some of the ideas that i have are quite cool things like cool ideas of taking cool ideas and you know cool ideas and making a cool parody of it and whatnot that taking a, a very stupid line and making it making it a you know put it on a t-shirt mm, it just doesn't 
doesn't bode well with me. It does. It doesn't gel with me that well. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Just, just my opinion. And of course, for a man who's gone and seen uh, the film five times, which is more than me, but frankly, it's a, it it does raise this question. Now, granted, after the fourth time and whatnot, it's like okay, I've done enough. I've watched it enough. And even on my fourth ter- time, there were still some references. There's woo. Very subtle references still had hidden in the film that I never caught on and whatnot. So, you know, that's only fair game. But uh, uh, even after four, four, uh, after the fourth time I went to see, I think that was enough. Anything beyond four, you're kind of crazy. And I think Jamie's a little crazy. Um, so, with that all said, um, I can't really say anything more about the plot and whatnot because there are plenty of people who talk about the plot i just wanted to say if you want to if you want to know what it's all about go see it simple as you know you have to at least see it once to understand and uh based on the recent numbers for uh it's global kind of like earnings in the box office it's looking like it's gonna be a a a profitable franchise for uh, paramount which apparently is needed right now for the studio, uh, being that it's um, you know it's been in dire uh, straits essentially for a number of years, uh, and like I said, they had their aforementioned Transformers license being quite, you know, quite bad in recent years, and even this recent reboot, uh, the recent reboot of, uh, or I say recent reboot, the recent uh, prequel of Bumblebee, you know, it didn't really do them too much for in the works of uh, you know in certain works but regardless doesn't matter yeah because you got sonic the hedgehog to save your bacon who'd thunk it but hey never mind we'll see how it all goes and uh, how this f- series goes afterwards and whatnot and whether whether it be more successful i just hope that this um uh, the uh if if and when the next um uh, like film for this uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Paramount uh, uh, movie franchise goes. I just hope that it has, you know, not as much human elements in it as <laughs> other than Eggman involved and whatnot. But who knows? We'll find out some- sometime down the line. And last thing I want to talk about for this edition of the LMC cast is just a little bit on the gaming side. Um, haven't really played that much this week, uh, or this week, this month even. Uh, we have played a little bit of uh, a brand new title. Uh, this has just started on the last uh, the uh, Turbo Drive Live Let's Play series that I have up on Twitch, uh, which is at twitch.tv forward slash Turbo Drive Live where uh, on the Saturday streams, I actually posted up a poll on my personal Twitter um, asking between four games that I had chosen that I have not played before, which one anyone would want me to say, uh, see me play. And the game that won was uh, the game Star Tropics. Now, uh, after the first session from this record, as of time, as the time of this record, at the time of this recording, sorry, um, we, you know, I've gone through about two and a half chapters off the of Star Tropics because it's a chapter 
chapter-based kind of like adventure tile. Uh, well, RPG adventure tile, roughly. Um, the first chapter was good. Like, uh, like introduction chapter was, you know, perfectly balanced. It's all good. Fine. It's fine. Second chapter onward, though, eh, or like second chapter, eh, it's okay. You know, it's a bit, bit of a eh, here and there. Well, not a bit, bit of confusion, a bit, little bit of confusion here and there. A uh, little trickiness to it and whatnot. Third chapter, however, oh boy, I was becoming very sour by the third cha- chapter, and ooh, yeesh, ooh, yeah, I'm playing this on on the uh, Nintendo NES library, uh, like the Switch, uh, yeah, that's on the Nintendo Switch. If you're a member to the online um, Nintendo Online membership, that you know, talk about and whatnot, or like you can subscribe to, uh, you get access to a bunch of NES and SNES games. Um, but, uh, but the unique thing is, is that you can also, there's a rewind function to the, to those games as well. So if you ever like die and whatnot, you can rewind to a certain point. Now I was, now I didn't actually say it out on stream, but I was hoping to go through the game without using the rewind function. Turns out by t- chapter three, I was heavily needing that rewind function. It was needed. I absolutely needed to get that done or, or needed to use that f- feature. It was really annoying. <laughs> regardless, r- regardless, I'm, g- oh, excuse me. I am giving the game the benefit of the doubt. I was a bit sour after the first hour. <laughs> Funny that. Uh, so, hopefully, with my next session, I'll obviously enjoy it a little bit more. I have actually known about this game for a long time. I've watched a lot of kind of like reviews on it, uh, particularly that from Derek of uh, uh, Stop Skeletons from Fighting when he was uh, portraying the character of the Happy Video Game Nerd, which I absolutely loved back in the day. Um, but uh, I still uh, am kind of like uh, impressed with his work, even to this day with uh, Stop Skeletons from Fighting. So he's a real cool dude. Uh, even uh, that of, I believe, uh, also back in the day, what there was a another kind of like YouTuber by the name of uh, Little Miss Gamer, uh, who um, I, I think her name was Liz, actually, uh, who was part of the... Uh, the PBC production, uh, P- was it PBC or PCB uh, productions? I can't remember, but, um, but, but it was the same guys. Uh, she was part of the same group that did the, uh, the adventures of captain S uh, internet, you know, series that uh, was prominent back in, uh, I'm going to say 2007, eight, roughly around that time. So that's this is a long time ago. This is like years, over a decade ago, and I still have I have I still have the DVD of that series uh, in my possession. And uh, what was it? The uh, the uh, I think I have the soundtrack as well, actually, of the the series. It was it was quite it was quite a. Uh, it was quite an interesting series back in the day, and it was it was uh, something to you know. I looked forward to it, and I was always hoping for a series to, uh, for a season two. Never came. It never came. It was such a shame. 
But regardless, um, the <laughs> but going back to Star Tropics, uh, I know complete uh, site, uh, you know, de uh, you know detour there. But um, yeah, Star Tropics. At first, obviously, it's you know becoming a little annoying. I'll give it a couple of more sessions and whatnot. I'm hoping to actually beat it um, eventually, but uh, only time will tell, obviously, on that. So who knows? But uh, that's all I've played. I mean, everything else that I've played, I've played before in the past. Uh, obviously, just finished up Halo Reach for uh, Top Drive Live Let's Plays on the live channel. Still playing through Ring Fit Adventure, and uh, of course we're gonna beat that eventually uh, on the on the uh, the channel. Although uh, granted, um, in my own personal time, I've been putting in a lot of time into you know uh, like still got the level at max level, and I'm sweating buckets uh, after every se session and whatnot, uh, trying to at least get a world done. Uh, on some occasions, I'm taking like an hour and a half to get through even like half a world because I'm doing so much battling in it. The battles can go on for quite a while, but uh, um, no, it's uh, you know, it's business as usual, essentially with uh, Ring Fit Adventure. And uh, of course, next month is gonna be a big gaming month. I'll definitely say that uh, right now. It's uh, gonna have a lot of games that are gonna be talked about. I would hope so. Uh, and one in particular is on the calendar, is on in my sights, and it's also at a time where a certain event's gonna be happening. And I've just, as of this recording, I just went and got tickets for this event in question. And it's on the same day as this, as the game that I've also been wanting to get as well. So this is gonna be quite the big, you know, month next month for March. So. Do look forward to that if you're interested in knowing what myself and hopefully other Last Minute Continue crew members have uh, to talk about for next month, if and when they do come on to the sh uh, onto the podcast and give their thoughts. But hey, you know, we might just have to rebrand this uh, podcast as Turbo Turbo Talks About, uh, you know, the podcast and whatnot, and we'll just call it that for uh, going forward. But who knows? Only time will tell. But of course, uh, I actually haven't given people many, you know, many of the people who, if you do listen to this podcast, and if you do, thank you very much for uh, listening. But if you want to send in, you know, you know, your thoughts off the month, um, you know, to give your kind of like opinion on uh, what happened that month, I might actually open up, uh, you know, a little bit of time dedicated to you, the listener, uh, who is listening to this. If you do listen to this and you've made it all the way to the end, I want to, you know, open up the floor to you. Uh, what were your kind of like highlights from this month for the month of February? And if you send them to me personally at TurboXLR or you send it to the Twitter for Last Minute Continue, which is at Last Min Continue, uh, or post it at, uh, you know, any of the other kind of like outlets or even like send in a review um, on the podcast uh, through iTunes or something like that. Uh, if you have, if you want to talk about what you've played or what you watched or what you've gone to see um, on uh, the month of February, then you know, send us a tweet or message or whatever, or even join us at the Discord 
And who knows? Um, I might actually uh, talk about it, talk about your responses in the follow-up uh, um, episode of the podcast and give you know give your thoughts and whatnot. So yeah, if you have any thoughts about this month, you know the month of February, and you want to get mentioned uh, in next month's uh, LMC cast, then by all means, uh, you know talk, um, send messages through the various me- medias at TurboXLR at Last Minute Continue. Um, just use the hashtag hashtag uh, LMC cast. You know, I think that's only easy enough to follow. So yeah, makes sense. You know, kind of impromptu there, but yeah, it works out in the. You know, works out all, all together, I think. Anyway, I've been rambling on long enough. I f- hope you have enjoyed listening to me talking about all that for the last hour or so. Uh, be sure to, obviously, you know, subscribe to the podcast feed if you do do that and uh, want to keep up to date with all the monthly kind of like Last Minute Continue podcasts that we do here for Last Minute Continue. I have been John Turbo Finley here for the month of February 2020. For with the last minute continue cast, have yourselves a good time um, for March. I will see you at the end of March for another edition of the podcast, and hope you all do well. And I'll see you later. Bye bye.